Tonight is Hanukkah, and today's breakfast and class is sponsored by uh, Mrs. Lily Safra in memory of Edmund J. Safra Alava Shalom. Please as well join us later today uh, at 1.30 for Tehillim and later on at 4.10 for Minha and Arbit with uh, afterwards followed by uh, the speeches and lighting of candles. So we should be zocher to say thank you in the proper way for someone who's given us this, uh, this special home to be able to build our community in uh, and, and has done so uh, for many, many years. Uh, with uh, uh, graciousness. Rabotai, entering into Hanukkah, I kind of feel like sometimes you wind up in a place where you didn't realize how you got there. And it's so important to be able to prepare to do the preparation before we have a special holiday, a special day, so that when we go into it, we're not just caught off guard, just doing the mitzvah without actually any thought, any feeling, or any emotion. So I want to begin by quoting a very powerful midrash. The Midrash says in the beginning of Bereshit, Bereshit Rabbah Dalit, Lama lo ne'emar biyom sheni kitob. How come on the second day of creation, it doesn't say the words kitov? In every day of creation it says, and God saw that it was kitov, that it was good. And God saw that it was good, and God saw that it was good. On the second day of creation, it doesn't say, and God saw that it was good. Says the Midrash, Rabbi Hanina Omer, Rabbi Hanina says, on the second day, machloket, fighting was created. Human beings didn't even exist, but fighting was created. What does it mean that fighting was created? As it says, Because on the second day, Hashem divided between the waters and the waters. There was a waters that became the upper waters, which became part of Shamaim. Why is Shamaim called Shamaim? Because it's an amalgam of the words Shamaim. There is water. And the Yamim is as well, you also have water down in the, in the oceans below. So since God separated, there was Machlok and there was division, on that day we do not say Kitob. That's what the Midrash says. But the obvious question that one needs to ask is, if there was machloket and division on the second day, and therefore there's no kitov, there was also machloket and division on the first day, because what does it say on the first day? <clears throat> and Hashem vayihim avdil, what does it say on the first day? Vayavdil Elohim, vayavdil Elohim ben ha'or, ben ha'choshech. So God divided between light and dark. So if the, you don't say kitov on the second day, because God divided, because there was machloket, there was divisions between things, so then we also shouldn't say Kitov on the first day because God divided between light and dark. And the Mahaber of the Sefer, Shavim Padim Torah, he says a beautiful Hidush. Listen to this, it's so sweet like honey. He says, the problem is not with dividing. When we divide between light and dark, actually what do we do? We enable light to be seen. It's not this mixture of irvuvia, of light and dark, where we don't know which way is up and which way is down. The idea of division is not the problem. It's inappropriate division. So light should be divided from darkness. There's no problem with that. That's not machloket. But when God divided on the second day, it was a division between two things that were the same. It was ben ma'im la ma'im. And suddenly one ma'im became elyonim and one ma'im became tahtonim. 
One was considered above and the other was considered below. When two like things, brother like brother, experience division between them, that's machloket. That's division. And that kind of division is poison. Rabotai, this idea is fascinating because it teaches us, I think, something powerful to walk into Hanukkah with. When we find this idea of Hanukkah, we seem to find parallel and uh, uh, opposites uh, manifesting themselves. Paradox, uh, illuminated if you will. What do I mean? We light our candles and the concept of Hanukkah is meant to be the holiday of lights. And yet its occurrence, it appears in the time of year where on a natural level, we're experiencing the least light. It's the shortest days. If you try to get home and ready on time for Shabbat, it's very difficult now. Shabbat starts at, you know, uh, 4, 4.15, 4.10, whatever it is, it's so early. So why is it that the day, the holiday of lights is experienced in the time when there's the greatest darkness? And the answer, Abu Tai, is that actually, like the words of the Gemara teach us, Shiraga betihara mai ahanya, a light or a candle in the daytime, mai ahanya, what good does it do? Who notices candles in the daytime? You only notice a candle at night. So, so to speak, if God wanted to give light to this world, He needed that that light should be noticed. And therefore, when did He choose to show that light? He chose the time which has the most darkness, the shortest daytimes of the year. Because then you notice the light. Why is that such an important message for Hanukkah? And the answer is, Rabotai, something that we should all pay attention to. And it's always in Judaism, when someone pays attention, when they focus, when they notice things, that they begin to stick out. In the prayer that we're going to say starting tonight, we say, Allah Nisim. And we say something that it's so much a part of the way we think of the holiday, that actually we don't ask the most obvious question. There was this big fight. It was between Rabim Biyad Me'atim, the many in the hands of the few. Giborim biyad halashim, the strong in the hands of the weak. Temeim biyad teorim, the impure in the hands of the. So everyone understands this is what Hanukkah is. Rabotai, I have a question for you. Every single Jewish war, every single Jewish miracle was Rabim biyad meatim. We're always the smallest. We're always the weakest. We're always the holiest. Temeim biyad teorim. So what are we saying in the holiday of Hanukkah specifically that we're pointing these things out? that are different than any other holiday or any other victory the Jewish people have achieved. And the answer is that the point that we're bringing out with Allah Nisim is that this holiday is a holiday of impossibilities. So it's true this is always the case, but that's not always the message. The message of Hanukkah is that this is a holiday of impossibilities. It's something that Matityahu ben Yohanan Kohen Gadol is forced to live with. He sits there on the Mizbeach, say uh, our Hazal, and they teach us that suddenly a Greek officer comes in and he tells him to take a pig and to slaughter it on the Mizbeach in the Beit HaMikdash. They're killing Jewish babies in the streets for having Brit Milah. They're killing people if they're keeping Shabbat, Rosh Hodesh. The Jewish people are hiding so that they could learn Torah in caves. It's impossible to have Torah. The light of Torah has gone out. The natural light is bright, the light of the world, but the light of the Jew, the light of Torah, the nair of Hanukkah is extinguished and suddenly comes 
Hanukkah, Matityahu, and he's faced with this choice. He reaches in his robe, he pulls out his knife. The commander thinks that he's going to be the one that's going to bring the korban, the pig on the mizbeach. He jumps off the mizbeach. He plunges his knife into the heart of, of this Greek commander, of this murderer, and the rebellion begins. And I always ask this question. What was Matityahu's follow-up move? What did he think was going to happen after this? There's five of him. Him and his five sons. Where's your army? You know, where's the, what are you going to do? It says the world power. It's as if we decided that the Edmund J. Safra synagogue, we decided, halas, we had enough of Putin. We're going to go to war against Putin. Who's going to go? I don't know, the first minyan. The first minyan, no, you know what, we're going to get together. Maybe the second minyan also. Maybe the youth minyan. This, what did you have? They had nothing. But the answer is that for a Jew, it doesn't work that way. We turn down the lights. We turn down the lights of the outside so we could see the light of the inside of the Jew. The Gemara says to us something special. The Gemara says a very beautiful idea. <clears throat> Sorry. The Gemara says, Torah Bagoim. If someone says that I found Torah by the nations of the world, you don't believe it. But if they tell you Chochmah Bagoim, you believe it. Do we as Jews believe in medicine? Absolutely. Do we believe as Jews that we're supposed to, uh, you know, walk away from scientific advancement? Of course not. We're supposed to synthesize it and see what its place is in our, in our society. We're supposed to learn from all the wisdoms that the non-Jewish people of the world have. We respect them for it and we actually incorporate it in our lives, in our world, 100%. And yet, says Hanukkah, and yet, it is not the only light. So what do we do sometimes? We have to turn down the light, the reasoning, the understanding of the outside world and recognize that we sometimes operate by different rules. There was a young man, a student of mine, who went to the doctor and the doctor said, after seeing his scans, he says to him, I need to speak to you. Biflage. When a doctor says, I need to speak to you, he's not asking you what you want, the chicken or the beef for the dinner. He's asking you some, he needs to have a very tough conversation. And he says to him, looking at these scans, he says, ordinarily, I would say there's no hope. Ordinarily, I would say, no, we shouldn't even bother doing the surgery. He goes, but I've been in this business long enough. He goes, you're different. You're Jewish. Go home. Do your thing that you Jews do, he says. Do your prayers. Do the prayer groups. Go to the righteous man. Do all the different things. He says, I've seen so many people come back and beat it from your community with such tremendous support. I just want to point out, uh, James always mentions to me that when our dear friend Yohai was in the hospital, they had one such group just like that. Remind me of the name of Simi's organization. 24-7. They do hesed. Unbelievable. If anyone can help them, they're there for every single person that's there. And when you're supported in that way, when you believe in miracles that way, when the whole of the Jewish people prays for you that way, when everyone studies for you and learns that way, then you defy the odds. And I want to say one thing. We have here sitting with us somebody who I think can prove this concept. Today, we did a special prayer for his brother who passed away. And his name was... Yitzchak Gabay, and I'm sure all of you are familiar with the famous photograph of the paratroopers that took, in 1967, they took Yerushalayim. The paratroopers that are looking up to the heavens. There's three guys there. In between the three guys, you'll see one face right behind in the second row. That is Yitzchak Gabay. That is who we did Hashkafah for today. If you doubt 
that this day, that Hanukkah, is the triumph of the impossible Jewish spirit over the light of the world, where our light shines in a way where no one believes that it can and that no one believes that it will. Go have a conversation with uh, our dear, uh, our dear uh, Avel here today who's sitting here, unfortunately, to remember the greatness of what it looks like when Jewish people believe that it can be done. When Jewish people run through and then get to the Kotel and the first thing that they do after they take Yerushalayim is not to say, look at what I've done, look at what we've done, and look at what Sahal did. What did they say? Look at what God did. They prayed and they cried at the Kotel. That is our light. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu blesses the world with light but specifically in a time when we turn down the outside lights of the world down low so we could see what is it that makes up this indomitable, beautiful, impossible Jewish spirit and Jewish light. Have a wonderful Chanukah. Tonight when you light, sit with the people you light with and ask, God did this once, what do we need him to do today? And pray to God on Chanukah for the impossible, for the nisim, for the miracles, for the wonders that make up our holy nation.